episode 190 of the Anarchist News Podcast, a digest on anarchist activity, ideas, and conversations from the previous week on anarchistnews.org. What's new this week? Daily anarchist news from 300 plus collectives from Anon at www.anarchistfederation.net. There have been murmurings of organization across anarchist projects and non-sectarianness being a good thing. Perhaps this offering is a step in that direction. We will see. The language is very global, and there are certainly many languages represented, but they're all European, so there are multiple continents left out of the mix, apparently. This announcement argues for the usefulness for this news aggregator, including, one, improving online presence, by which they apparently mean making it easy to see most of it, two, fighting censorship, i.e. a response to mainstream forums removing anarchist projects, three, optimizing content distribution, by which they mean they're the new hotness, and so on. They end the list with the predictable call for unification, quote, together we are stronger, unquote. (sighs) On a different note, anyone betting how long this one will last? Though they do point out that most of the platform is automated, so perhaps the machines will continue when the people have all moved on to hotter, newer things. Constructing Anarchism's Philosophy from Libertarian Labyrinth by Sean P. Wilbur. In preparation or introduction to this year-long course, Sean ponders survey classes and canon construction, expresses some caveats and links to some appropriate writings. Quote, I want, at the outset, to make it clear that the peculiar collection of texts and incidents we will be exploring is hardly representative in the ways that we usually associate with even a purely pedagogical canon. At times, our course will be obviously and defiantly idiosyncratic. That is, in part, because the goal here is to prepare participants to come to grips with the anarchist tradition in all of its daunting breadth and diversity, and, in part, because educators should almost certainly find ways to lean on their strengths. And my particular strengths are perhaps most evident in the context of the margins of anarchist history, unquote. Sean will be leading us horses to conundrums and seeing if we think. Agroecology and Organized Anarchism from Black Rose Federation, an interview with the Anarchist Federation of Rio de Janeiro, Farge. Quote, for example, because of the tasks and training of the social movements, I was able to learn about communication and agroecological management and cooperatives, in addition to the debates around agrarian and food issues. We also bring these accumulated skills and knowledge to the political organization in the sense that they characterize and contribute to the accumulation of political training that we have for our entire militancy. In other words, it is a two-way street, a dialectical process adapting to the formation and interest of our organization. So it is important that it is not just an individual accumulation, but that it helps in some way in the formation of the entire militancy of the specific anarchist organization, unquote. One pro-organizationalist interviews another pro-organizationalist on how anarchism is social work and social work is anarchism. I'm paraphrasing. Did you notice? An interview with Raoul Vanagum. An interview with Raoul Vanagem. From autonomies.org, a footnoted interview with one of the few OGs who are not only still alive, but still kicking. Here, the hardest situationist name to pronounce briefly references cults of personality, his life, his childhood, a rare argument for a healthy childhood, etc. Quote, question. We are living through a significant public health crisis. What precautions have you yourself taken? Do you understand the reasons for the limitation of some of our freedoms in this context? Do you think that this pandemic necessitates a coordinated, centralized action undertaken by the state, something often criticized by anarchists? 
Answer. In L'Insurrection de la Vie Quotidienne, I evoke the possibility of healthcare self-defense. A relationship of trust between patients and caregivers who make use of technical means will revoke the fear that kills more than the virus. This panic, today propagated by Goebbels' methods, permits the state to enrich Big Pharma and its shareholders at the expense of public health, education, and the public good, our res publica. Humanity is in the process of dying so that an economy in which mad money spins round and round, digging its own grave, can survive. Unquote. Nestor Machno and Rural Anarchism from Anarchist Communist Group. Thoughts on a new book by Colin Darch from an unnamed reviewer who was disappointed in the title, claiming that Darch is anti-anarchist, even anti-Machno, as well as not rigorous in his history. Quote, For example, Darch quotes the anarchist Ida Metz's late account of Machno to repeat the false statement by her that after Machno's death, his wife, Galina Kuzmenko, became the wife of Volin, the anarchist intellectual who had participated for a short while in the Machnovist movement and who had written an account of it. This has been discounted by any serious scholar of Machno, and indeed, according to Archibald, Galina later became aware of these inaccuracies and refuted them in a statement in Ukrainian not yet translated into English. Skurda himself scoffed at this allegation, and one would think that Darch, who gives him a nod in his acknowledgments, would have taken account of this, unquote. I would say this is half of a good review, since the author clearly has knowledge about the topic and a clear opinion, but doesn't go much beyond listing the inadequacies of the book and its author. Organize Magazine, issue 93, winter 2020, from Anarchist Federation UK. The announcement of the new issue, available in hard copy or for free as a PDF, and requesting Patreon support. Yay. Mm. The table of contents is an editor's column. The queer Polish revolution is just beginning. The three-headed leftist, best title for sure. Anti-fascism, refugee list, market versus state versus commons, seeds of change, together we fight, and then about 30 other essays. I got bored. Your mileage may vary. Anarchism, Morocco, and the Spanish Civil War, from Freedom News UK by Danny Evans. Another installment in this week's roundup of how some anarchists want to keep anarchism as a history lesson. Quote, the question of why the revolution that accompanied the Spanish Civil War did not result in independence for the Spanish protectorate in Morocco has long vexed its supporters. Daniel Gruen posed this question of Diego Camacho, anarchist veteran of the underground struggle against Franco and historian of Spanish anarchism under the pen name of Obal Paz. In 1969, the question resulted in a decades-long search for information and documentation that was eventually published in the book La Cuestión de Marruecas en la República Española. It makes for a gripping read. Paz's narrative is combined with verbatim copies of his documentary sources and witness testimonies but ultimately provides only a partial answer to the question. In this two-part article, I will first summarize Paz's findings before fleshing out some of the contradictions in the anarchist approach to the Moroccan question, unquote. Stories are great. I'm a known story lover. Gross. (laughs) This is what energy transition looks like from Verso Books by Alexander Dunlap. Fewer footnotes for this piece than the one from him last week, but more activism for those of you who care. Taking the example of La Amasada, an area of struggle against development in the name of green energy, this essay makes the point that green energy doesn't address the existential issue of civilization's murder of the world. Quote, the La Amasada struggle highlights a number of issues. The main one is simple. 
energy transition and renewable energy is not green or environmentally sustainable. It is energy infrastructure requiring hydrocarbons fueled mineral extraction, processing plants, manufacturing facilities, and transportation. The ideal is to rewire these industries to run on hydrological, solar, wind, and other so-called clean energy sources. But this fails to take into account the sheer socio-ecological costs of these energy infrastructure systems. There's nothing green about steel, aluminum, copper, and rare earth mineral components that are essential to energy infrastructure, digitalization, and so-called smart technologies, unquote. What? You say this was already done by that Michael Moore film? Sure, but this is shorter to read and grad students gotta publish. Molotov attack on police station in Thessaloniki from Athens Indie Media, a communique. November 17th is the anniversary of the squashing of a student uprising at Athens Polytechnic against the military junta that was then in power. Every November 17th in Greece, there are remembrances. Quote, this year, the days of remembrance and struggle for the uprising of the Polytechnic concentrated the polarization between two worlds. With method and strategy, the state and its offshoots sowed a pervasive climate of fear, panic, and terrorism against the emerging social insurgency. Through measures reminiscent of the dark past, the uniformed guard of the Republic took to the streets, a traffic ban was imposed, prosecutions for incitement to disobedience, and a ban on gatherings of more than four people. November 17th was not about banning demonstrations, but about enforcing the silence of the militant resistance. This silence, however, was broken by the cries of thousands of fighters who, in practice, challenged the monarchy of state totalitarianism and repressive barbarism, unquote. Despite hundreds of cops being on the streets, a police station was molotov in Thessaloniki. Long live the Greeks. Anarchism and punk call for chapters from jimdonahy.noblogs.org. An unnamed publisher with three named editors has taken up the project initiated by the punk panels at the last International Anarchist Studies Network conference in September of this year, at least some of which are linked in this story for your viewing pleasure. There are possible topic questions, and nothing I read was offensive, although an entire callout about punks and anarchists that doesn't even mention the word anger seems like a problem. But I guess we'll see. Quote, There have been recognitions of the value of the practical example of anarchy in action, provided by DIY Punk's cultural production, and of the importance of punk spaces such as squats and social centers in sustaining anarchist activist movements. All over the world, punk continues to play a role in politicizing new generations of anarchists, almost always under the radar of the mainstream media, and often unbeknownst to academic researchers. But none of these views are likely to go unchallenged, and that lively debate is what this volume hopes to tap into, unquote. Book Review, Great Anarchists, from C4SS by Kevin Carson, a write-up for a new book by Ruth Kenna and Clifford Harper, who's best known for his amazing woodblock art. Interesting that they didn't use any of it for the cover. Perhaps the all-red cover was Freedom Press's compromise for including outliers like Oscar Wilde, though it is typical of Freedom Press that all the included people are dead. This collection started out as a series of pamphlets, and without having read it, I can still guess that only Ruth Kinna's participation makes it even marginally interesting to any anarchist who sees anarchy as a living practice. Aside from the actual book, though, this write-up by Carson will be fine if you enjoy Carson or if you always wanted to know more about Kropotkin. Monument to Genocide Toppled End to Face from PugetSoundAnarchist.org 
a communique about an action in response to a call for anti-colonialist targets on the night before T-Day. Quote, with the COVID-19 pandemic and cold, wet weather, few are out and about late, making nighttime direct actions all the easier to pull off without accidental witnesses. The streets glistened wet with the light rain from earlier, and the waxing moon glowed through the clouds as the small crew of young anarchists met long after dark. Masked and dressed inconspicuously, wearing gloves to prevent leaving fingerprints, they carried with them everything they needed and nothing more. Sticking to the shadows of quiet side streets, they approached the cemetery. At a moment when the sounds of cars were only distant echoes, they helped each other over the spiked cemetery fence and were quickly among the shaded headstones, unquote. And a statue was knocked over and painted. Pink, of course. Sentence of Scriptimanent's Appeal Trial from malaconda.noblogs.org Brief updates about the sentences of the defendants in the trial. More information forthcoming as folks get it. Anna gets over 16 years. Cospito, 20 years. Nicola, one year plus. Alessandro is acquitted of all charges. Marco gets almost two years. And three of those folks have now been released from prison. There were nine other people sentenced and another nine acquitted. Write an anarchist prisoner today. Audio and video, non-Serbian podcast number 23, Kelly Wright, Free Speech and Firearm Freedom, an hour and 26 minutes from non-Serbian media. This is an interview with Kelly Wright, who, along with being a contributor to C4SS, is, quote, an activist, public speaker, and writer who focuses on a host of topics ranging from anarchism, queer and trans rights, and privacy, unquote, lots of rights. Non-Serbium's write-up also mentions that they have a bachelor's degree in economics from Ohio University, so... Mm. Cool? Anyway, on free speech and guns, hosts Joel Williamson and Kelly manage to serve up both some of the worst and the kind of more interesting points I've heard on each topic in a while. On free speech, beyond the usual, I'm a free speech absolutist, but fuck Nazis, Williamson relates the story of Richard Spencer being allowed to answer an audience member's question in the midst of a protest against his speaking engagement. This shift in tactics allowed Spencer to reveal his true colors as a fumbling idiot, rather than a big bad who must not be allowed to speak. Yay, diversity of tactics. (laughs) On guns, once we get past the completely earnest conversation about whether it's ethical for someone to have and use tactical nuclear weapons... What? Kelly points to their efforts to not only demystify guns and gun culture for people who still see it as a realm of reactionaries, but also to break the NRA's hold on concealed carry permit certification. That last point may be a little tied to the world as it is for my taste, but is at least a little outside the box. Three essays in video game form by Cool Squid from Anon. I couldn't find any info on this game's creator, but this is indeed three essays, two from David Graeber and one from Alejandro de Acosta, cut up and presented in 8-bit form. I first want to say that I really like this project conceptually, playing with novel ways to present anarchist ideas and theory, ways that maybe bring people out of spectator mode, are very appealing to me. That being said, I don't find this specific game to be particularly compelling, as you just move your little 8-bit sprite through some random stages, run into random objects, and then are fed some lines from one of the three essays. So good in concept, not so much in execution. The Uprising in Belarus, an hour and 21 minutes from the final straw. This is a conversation between host Burse and Ivan, quote, a Belarusian anarchist living in Germany about the uprising, doctrine cops, the part that anarchists have played, the distinctions between pro-democracy and anti-dictatorship activity, etc., unquote. As was covered in another Belarus-focused podcast last week, the country, and in particular its capital Minsk, 
has seen a large wave of protests in response to August's re-election of President Lukashenko as well as recent attempts to curb abortion access. Ivan does a pretty good job of laying out the factors shaping out the state's response to said protests, with police working to put down actions in smaller towns in order to focus on Minsk, ramping up repression for those involved in actions, and the way that Belarus's lack of response to COVID has resulted in its spread through the prison population, adding yet another threat for those engaging in actions. One particularly thought-provoking section involves discussion of whether it makes sense to work with supporters of liberal democracy in order to remove a dictator, with the hope of then having an easier time removing said liberal democracy. Sounds a bit like pushing the Democratic Party left, but then again, this is a very different context. Immediatism's response to constructing anarchism's workshop. 21, 37, and 18 minutes from immediatism.com. As we said last week, Sean P. Wilbur is offering a free year-long course titled Constructing Anarchisms, which looks to be a, quote, practical course aimed at providing individuals with the knowledge or opportunities to gain the knowledge to accomplish the construction of a personal theory of anarchism, unquote. Immediatism will be making the readings for this course available in audio format and here presents a few preliminary articles that frame the course as a whole. In addition to Sean's own introduction, Two pieces are from Russian anarchist Volin, which lay out his concept of anarchist synthesis, anarchism not as a static sectarianism, but a synthesis of tendencies. Pretty appealing to me. Attentat on Immediatism podcast, 19, 11, and 22 minutes respectively from immediatism.com. These are three essays from the criminally underread journal Attentat, the quote, journal of the nihilist position, intended to explore the collision between anarchist and nihilist ideas. The position itself is more about collision than about words. For too long, we have suffered the limitations of words and identities that collapse into an insignificance without gaining the corresponding heft of a weapon. This seemed to be a hallmark of big ideas in the 19th and 20th centuries. But we recognize now that the words aren't important in quote, for those seeking an alternative to Marxism, academic critique, and many other forms of stale thought, listen up. podcast was sound edited by greg what's new was written and read by chisel and greg uh and there's no topic of the week this week which is very sad we hope this podcast is useful too and fun for anarchists and anarcho curious give us feedback and constructive criticism by email at podcast at anarchistnews.org for more information and usually some good commentary see you at your favorite non-sectarian anarchist site anarchistnews.org to learn more anarchists and anti-political books pamphlets and other material are available at little black cart for news by and or about anarchists and up-to-the-minute commentary, see you at anarchistnews.org and or the anarchist news IRC chat group. And or the anarchist IRC news... <laughs> and or the anarchist news IRC chat room linked on anus and or pleroma antisocial with the dots. Dots! We fed them this treat. Well, they were so glad. If they could talk, I'll bet you they said... Stale bread